Welcome to the Plentiful Goddess Podcast. My name is Jessica Karabad and I'm a holistic coach for women, certified vegan nutritionist, fitness trainer, yogi, and Raki master. I have coached hundreds of women worldwide and I made it my mission to help women from all around the world transform their lives and health in ways they didn't think was possible. If you're looking to uplevel your health, learn about the best practical tips on vegan health and fitness, master your menstrual cycle, improve your relationship with food and so much more so that you can reconnect with the powerful woman that you're meant to be, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is for you to help you step up your game, reconnect with yourself as a woman and elevate your health and life. We are going to have so much fun in this podcast. Are you ready? Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Plentiful Goddess podcast. I'm so excited for this episode. I have decided to answer some commonly asked questions about the vegan diet as a vegan nutritionist. This was a lot of fun. There's also a YouTube video if you'd like like to rather watch videos instead of listening to a podcast. So check it out as well on my YouTube channel. But without further ado, let's get right into it and have fun. The first question that I have here is... Can you eat more food on a vegan diet without gaining weight? That is a pretty good question that I feel like a lot of people have this idea that when you go vegan, you can eat more or you're going to automatically be healthy or lose weight. And that's not necessarily true. Food is food. Calories are calories. So just eating a vegan diet doesn't necessarily mean that you will lose weight. So there are a lot of unhealthy vegans out there. There are a lot of vegans that actually end up gaining weight. That same thing actually happened to me. I ended up gaining weight. Um, And there are also a lot of people that struggle with their weight despite them being vegan. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really uh, just mean that you can eat as much food as possible. Of course, we have to, uh, you know, or I have to mention that... um, when you generally eat more whole foods, um, you can eat a larger quantity of food, which is um, which has less calories in total, right? So if you eat, of course, a bowl of broccoli and and you eat a bowl of pasta, a bowl of broccoli is going to have less calories, but it's a similar volume, if that makes sense. So, of course, looking at it this way, there is definitely, you know... We can definitely debate about this, but generally food is food, calories are calories. And, you know, going vegan does not necessarily mean that you're going to be healthier or that anything will change for you. The second question that I have here is, is it possible to get enough protein on a vegan diet? And and I want to say yes and no. (laughs) So there's many different opinions out there and I think a lot of people are a little bit sp- a little bit scared of going vegan because there's just so many things that people think are true or not true. So protein, you have to understand, isn't everything that we eat, right? So broccoli even has protein, but the problem is that most whole foods um, are not a primary vegan, uh, vegan protein source. So yes, they will have protein in them, but the primary macro source is usually a carbohydrate. So that's why, in a way, yes, you can still get enough protein on a vegan diet, but you're also getting a lot more carbohydrates when you don't know what you're doing, right? And so 
what can happen is carbohydrates are not bad. Carbohydrates are extremely important and we need carbs. But what oftentimes happens is that people end up gaining weight or they feel bloated or their digestion is off because they're just eating a lot of more carbohydrates than they used to before. And the balance is a little bit off. That's why it's important, you know, to pay attention to primary vegan protein sources like tofu, tempeh, seitan, textured vegetable protein, protein powder, things like that to just make sure that you are upping your protein intake. The third question that I have here is where do you get your protein? So as I mentioned before, almost all food has protein, right? But it depends in which quantity. So Broccoli has around 3.5 grams of protein per 100 gram, but tofu instead has 22 grams per 100 gram. So as you can see, there's quite a big difference. And just because there's protein in everything doesn't mean that you're getting enough protein if you're eating only vegetables, for example, right? So generally, I would just suggest eating a variety of fruits, veggies, legumes, vegan protein sources, grains, um, and in this way, you will get a good amount of protein. Now, if right now you don't have any uh, goals that you want to achieve, any weight loss, weight gain, muscle gain goals, and you just want to be okay with eating, um, you can just eat a variety of foods. Now, as a vegan health coach, I work with a lot of people, um, especially only women, that want to lose weight and want to have a healthier cycle. And protein is pretty, pretty important to make sure that we are eating enough of. So a lot of times, um, just by eating a healthy vegan diet and not really paying attention to protein, in most cases, it's not enough. So we just want to make sure that we are really aware that we are not eating enough protein. The next question I have here is, what do vegans eat? <laughs> and I think this is a very fair question because if you're not vegan and you're new to veganism or you don't know yet what to eat, it can be pretty confusing. I get it. So pretty much vegans avoid anything that has animal in it or is an animal product like dairy, eggs, honey, um, anything that has been produced by an animal or is, has ever been part of an animal, okay? And so generally what I, what I can definitely say when it comes to when I went vegan five years ago at this point is that I always loved food. But for some reason, when I went vegan, I started loving food even more. So because when you go vegan, at least this happened to me, um, I had to learn a lot more things, a lot more new things, and it was super exciting to try new recipes, to, to try new foods, and I can say now I'm even bigger of a foodie, and I actually really have an idea of what food is, which I didn't know before. I would, you know, eat good and healthy-ish, but I never really had this knowledge of food that I do have now when going vegan. And I can definitely say I don't miss anything. Everything that I'm eating in terms of a vegan diet, I love it. Um, I'm, I think we can consider ourselves very lucky to live um, in a year like this year um, because, you know, wherever I go, I will find a vegan option. And it's just been so easy to not have to miss anything, even cheese. Like there's a lot of people that say that there is still not a lot of good vegan cheeses out there, but I disagree. Of course, it depends where you live and what is available for you. But I've had really incredible vegan cheeses at this point too. So I can even say, you know, I don't miss anything uh, that I cannot get that's vegan. 
The next question that I have here is, is a vegan diet healthy? And I would say not necessarily. As I said, just because someone calls themselves vegan doesn't mean that they're necessarily healthy. I work with a lot of vegan women who are vegan but are not healthy or are struggling with their weight. So as a vegan, you can still consume things like donuts, sugar, breads, chocolate, chips, fried food. Even McDonald's has vegan options at this point, depending on where you live. Uh, But in Europe, they do. So you can still be vegan and you can still be unhealthy. The next question that I have here is, do I need to supplement? And I want to say it depends. There are generally a few things that no matter if you're vegan or not, you should be supplementing, which is B12 and vitamin D. B12 is found in animal foods. But today, it is important to understand that B12 is produced by bacteria, not animals or plants. So animals need to obtain it also directly from bacteria. And that's why livestock is also oftentimes supplemented with B12. In the past, B12 from bacteria was also naturally and more reliably present in plant foods. But today with modern hygiene and also pesticides, there is no longer enough B12 in soil. So it's just not safe to just rely on plant foods to get enough B12. Vitamin D is also a nutrient that we eat and it's a hormone that our body makes. And vitamin D is very important because it helps the body absorb and retain calcium and phosphorus, which is very important for healthy bones. But at the same time, most people are not getting enough vitamin D because we live in colder, darker countries. We stay indoors so many hours a day. We are not outside as much as we used to be. And when we are, a lot of us are wearing a sunblocker, which is also good, but we're just not getting it enough in from the sun. So this is also uh, one thing that I would definitely recommend for everyone to supplement if you're eating meat or if you're vegan. The next question that I have here is, can I eat vegan meat alternatives? And I love this question because I have, so I have an opinion about it, but in a way that I think is really, um, it's going to be really helpful for people because I do believe that meat alternatives are a great invention because in a way they are reducing the suffering of animals. So putting the health aspect of these products to the side with meat alternatives, you're not killing animals. And that to me is amazing. So I've met so many non-vegans who were curious and who are buying regularly those alternatives just because they don't want to consume as much meat anymore. And that makes me very happy because one more life saved, right? That's my opinion about it. In terms of the health aspect, of course, when you look at what's in those products, there is a lot of you know chemicals or additives and the way that it's produced might not be always the best and healthiest way. But I do believe consuming it once in a while from a you know nutritionist standpoint is okay. Like I would necessarily not say consume vegan meat alternatives three times a day, but having them once in a while, adding them, to a dish full of vegetables and a really healthy dish when you add a fake chicken to it, um, I think it's totally okay. And I personally do it too. First, because I like to support whatever is out there, but also because I don't want to limit myself in what I like in terms of taste. And I eat extremely healthy. I eat so many different fruits and, and vegetables, 
that I know when I add this vegan chicken, it's not going to make my meal unhealthier. Um, it's just adding up to, to my taste and it's, it makes me happy. And again, as long as it, it doesn't, it is not the majority of what I consume, um, I still consider it to be a pretty fair game to play. The next question that I have here is, can anyone be vegan? And I do believe that most people can be vegan, but I don't want to speak for everyone because there's always rare cases, there's always individuals uh, that will eventually require a different type of nutrition. And I do believe that there's only a very, very small percentage of people who cannot be vegan. Um, but generally, when you do the right research, when you know how to do it right, being a healthy vegan is pretty easy and attainable. Now, there's a paper by the American Dietetics Association, um, and they state this about the vegan diet. I'm going to read out the quote. Appropriately planned vegetarian diets, including total vegetarian or vegan diets, are healthful, nutritionally adequate, and may provide health benefits in the prevention and treatment of certain diseases. Well-planned vegetarian diets are appropriate for individuals during all stages of the life cycle, including pregnancy, lactation, infancy, childhood, and adolescence, and for athletes. So to me, this is a pretty straightforward statement, a pretty good statement to work with. And as already, also this quote says, make sure, make sure you do your research, maybe also find someone to support you with this. As a vegan health coach, this is what I do. I help um, vegan women really have an adequate vegan nutrition, make sure they're getting all of the things that they need. But at the same time, this is just very important that, um, that people understand this because there are still a lot of people out there uh, that believe, you know, I had these situations in my life too when I told people that I'm vegan and I've had those really weird moments where people would just tell me that I'm unhealthy while my blood results just look incredibly well. So you will find people from all sides. And I, I don't want to say that... Um, I like to get into arguments. I just like to show them the facts and their research. And if you're vegan and you're watching this, definitely something that I would recommend. Just having things backed up if you feel like you might not know exactly what to share with the other person if there is someone against your, your type of lifestyle. The ninth question that I have is, is a vegan diet expensive? And here also I would say yes and no. So if you, of course only want to consume vegan meat alternatives, um, you know, meat products, cheese, all of those things, it can sum up. Like these, usually these products are more expensive, but I also would love for you to actually go to the supermarket and check the price of meat. Good meat, organic meat. These prices are good meat, okay? I'm just quoting here. These prices are usually also pretty high. So to me, um, there is not a really big difference. And when you eat a healthy vegan diet and you buy whole foods, you know, fruits, vegetables, legumes, you can save a lot of money instead. I've seen this with a lot of clients of mine who have told me, you know, by really knowing how to cook the right way, they were able to actually save so much money cooking the right way as a vegan. So in generally, I would say, no, it's not expensive. But if you do go out a lot, if you buy those vegan meat alternatives and those products, of course, it can sum up and it become pretty expensive. The next question that I have is, isn't a vegan diet too difficult to keep up for so long? And I think this is a great question because I do think this really depends on the individual. If you make it hard, it will be hard. For me, when I went vegan, this was a choice that I made and I knew I wasn't going to go back no matter what. I would make it work. 
And so I think it's really an individual approach to this. Like how important is this for you? And are you going to try to make it work? Now, I also do believe that most people that are watching this video, listening to the podcast episode, do have access to many different vegan options at this point. Most people, you know, have the internet, can order food, can go to a restaurant, can go to stores. And even the smallest stores at this point have some type of vegan food. I mean, vegetables, fruits, legumes always available, right? So I personally, again, have traveled to many, many places, many different places where people told me, oh, it's going to be hard to find something vegan here. And I always found something vegan. Yes, it might have not been maybe the best nutritional food or the best thing ever, but it was a short-term solution and I was okay with it. The next question that I have here is, aren't we naturally omnivores? And so I found this article online and I want to read out a couple of things that the article says. So we have hands, not claws. We have a jaw that moves sideways, right? Like this. We sweat through powers, which is typical of herbivores, while carnivores and omnivores have to pant to cool down. We have a less acidic stomach pH than carnivores. We have a digestive tract 18 times the length of our body, while carnivores have a digestive tract 1.5 to 3 times the length of their body. So there are a few omnivores in the wild, two of which are bears and raccoons. But there is no gray, gray area. It's what we choose to eat that grays the line, not what we are naturally designed to eat. So there is going to be a lot of people that are probably going to go against this or going to have a different opinion. But in my opinion, and not only my opinion, but scientifically speaking, we are good. We are not omnivores. The next question and the last question that I have here is I won't be able to get enough iron on a vegan diet, right? Actually, most people that are eating a plant-based, primarily plant-based diet are actually getting more nutrients, minerals, and vitamins in because those plants are so vitamin dense okay so nutrient dense and those also include iron according to many scientific research papers they show that just because you're plant-based or vegan doesn't mean that you're naturally going to have less iron or absorb less iron this may be also because we only need around 18 milligrams of iron per day so 100 grams of chocolate contains nearly half of your iron rdi heme iron is usually better absorbed in the body, which is uh, which you can find in muscle and blood, and it's better absorbed than non-heme iron. But actually, our body is unable to regulate how much heme iron is absorbed, um, so it is really easy to reach dangerous levels. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed all of the questions and you got the answers that you were missing. If you have any more questions or comments, please feel free to message me on Instagram. It's at I am Jessica Carvad. If you'd like to see the video, also check it out in the show notes. And that is it. I will see you in the next one.